Welcome to Success Is Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman, serial entrepreneur, author, and podcast host. Whether success for you is more money, time with your family, a healthy, well-balanced life, or freedom, I'm interviewing guests and getting you the advice to make it happen. So join me as we uncomplicate the complicated, help you define success, and give you the strategies to make it happen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Success Is Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman. Today, we have the pleasure of diving into the world of finance, investing, and personal development with an extraordinary guest, Whitney Elkins Hutton. Whitney wears multiple hats, serving as the Director of Investor Education at PassiveInvesting.com and the founder of Ash Wealth. She is also the author of Money for Tomorrow, which was released yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. Her insight into balancing career aspirations, motherhood, and personal fulfillment offer invaluable lessons for anyone striving for success in today's fast-paced world. We'll explore her journey, her perspectives on defining success, and her advice for those looking to build generational wealth. Thank you for joining us today, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, let's kick it off with what does success mean to you? Ooh, so success, you know, as I define it in Money for Tomorrow, it really boils down to having five freedoms in life. And most people really focus on one freedom, but when you start digging through, it's about five. That's financial freedom, time freedom, choice freedom, location freedom, and then the ultimate freedom, which is creating an impact in the world. That's phenomenal. And I, I, when I, it really hit me when I was reading your book. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. And something that I, I constantly try to do in my life is be present. And I feel like when you have those freedoms, you have the ability to be more present. Have you found that in your journey as well? Uh, yeah. And, but it's like uncovering the layer of an onion, right? Because, you know, every time you peel back one layer, there's more layers about yourself and about like how you want to organize your life to kind of tackle. And so, uh, you know, that's why so many people on their wealth journey concentrate on finances because they figure out if I can like nail the finance piece, then I can get my time back. And then if you do that, then, okay, I have my time back, but what do I want to do with my time? Now you're nailing choice. And so, yes, it's a yes and, right? Like it can help you be more focused, but I think it's really when we start getting to the interior layer of that journey, understanding what it is that you were put on this earth to do that lights you up every day, that doesn't feel like work, that impact you want to create in the world. That's where you have the true focus. Absolutely. And, and, and we're talking about your book, Money for Tomorrow, which I really enjoyed. And the biggest reason I liked it is I think a lot of books get it wrong. I think a lot of books on money management are about safety and protecting your wealth and not really about growing the wealth or the type of wealth that really allows you to have those five freedoms in life. And your book takes a, a very uh, different approach. And I personally think it's an approach that can be followed by anybody and lead to a successful life. I would love to hear kind of your backstory on why you wrote the book and, and how you came about the, the techniques that you talk about in it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, this book is really a culmination in my investing journey over the past you know 22 years. And quite frankly, my life and trying to figure out like, how do I want to you know be successful in the world? How do I want to show up in the world? 
Now, the reason why I wrote the book, I wrote it for one person. I wrote it for my daughter. As you know, I'm scaling, learning all these lessons, learning all these principles about how money works, how wealth is created. I'm learning the rules of the game on how to protect your wealth, how to grow it, and then also how to pass it on without eroding it. Um, there's so many things that can happen, you know, in the final years uh, that can erode somebody's portfolio. Um, I wanted my daughter to not have to struggle with those things. She's going to make her own mistakes. And, you know, I thought for certain this, somebody had already written a blueprint on how to do all these things. And that's not the case. So I was like, okay, how can I write a book that's all about those first principles of learning, you know, if wealth is a board game, what is the objective? What are the rules of the game, right? And then also mastering the strategies, you know how to create the wealth, keep the wealth, grow it, and then pass it on. Absolutely. And one of the things you talk about early on, and you alluded this, uh, to this a second ago, is writing down your reasons why. Why do you think that's important to, one, understand your reason, but specifically to write it down? Yeah, it, you know, so the reason that you want to write down your why is because the, the usually the first thing, the reason why you want to generate wealth or the why you want to invest, you know, create, maybe initially it's to add a couple hundred dollars to your monthly income so you can pay off some debt. And then, but why do you want to do that? Well, because you want to have more time freedom in the world, or you want to be able to, you know, uh, not work your desk job for like the next 40 years. Well, why do you want that? Well, maybe you want more time to spend with your kids. Well, why do you want to spend more time with your kids? And the thing is, most people start initially with that first why. They write that down and, and then they stop, okay? But you want to dig deeper and find out kind of that bottom why. And that, that bottom why is going to be more of your North Star, your guiding light. It, and it's probably attached to one of those five freedoms we talked about earlier. You need to know both. Because that initial why that you wrote down, that's the pain. That's what is going to keep you motivated. Um, we as human beings are mo mo more motivated to get out of pain than we are to seek pleasure. But as you start scaling your investment portfolio or your business portfolio, whatever it is you're going to you know, use as an investing tool, hopefully diversify those tools, um, you want to scale those portfolios with that North Star in mind. Because otherwise you, you scale it the wrong way. I know so many investors that, you know, um, you know, start fixing, flipping houses and they scale this monstrous company and they wake up 10 years later and they're like, wait a second, I built the wrong company. I need to go back and re-engineer, right? So we need to know both. What is that pain that's going to keep you motivated on a daily basis, get you out of bed, right? But also what are you trying to build for the future? Yeah, right. And, and it's important that you talk about that North Star because on your journey, things don't always go the way you are that you think they are and and you kind of had that too in your real estate journey where you guys started off with flipping houses right yeah i mean i started off in 2002 living flipping and house hacking completely by accident um and uh but it was it showed me those first few deals showed me that i could unhook the value i created in the world from how much time that i had to spend to do it and quite frankly real estate for me was the right choice because I didn't have to go back to school. I'd already spent years in school. <laughs> I didn't need another degree after my name. I didn't, I didn't need that, didn't want that. Um, but, you know, I, it was really when we learned how to transition and free up our time and build the right real estate business 
So we were living flipping and house hacking. And when we discovered buy and hold real estate, and then quite frankly, the larger institutional grade real estate, like multifamily, self-storage, express car washes, that's when I really started feeling very aligned with what I should be doing with my life um, over the course of my life. But it's an evolution and process. I mean, we don't come out of the womb knowing this. So this is a journey. We have to continue. We can't ask ourselves these questions one time and expect we know the answer. It's it's personal development. Like you said at the very beginning, we have to continue and ask ourselves these questions over and over and over again. It's a spiral, if you will. And once somebody finally you know, clued in to me that it, it's not getting from point A to point B, but rather a spiral and that you're continuing to make these like one to 2% course corrections until you get to the middle. You're, I was like, I can do that. I can figure that out. So you talk about uh, continued learning education. I want to talk about that in a second, but um, you, in your, what you just said, you talked about uh, uh, house hacking uh, for our audience listening that doesn't know what that is. What do, what do you mean by house hacking? Uh, it's one of my favorite ways for people, especially young people that, um, you know, don't have, you know, necessarily a spouse or a family yet to get involved in real estate. So you can buy a, a piece of property, maybe it's a single family house or a duplex or a quad, and, um, you know, rent out the other rooms, right? Uh, you know, uh, so for me, I had this house, it was in dire need of rehab, I thought it was going to break the bank for me. So I stuffed it full of roommates, I panicked, put a bunch of roommates in there. And they're paying all the bills. And so I'm I am earning the tax benefits on the property. I have the capital preservation with my investment. I'm earning the equity. And then I was earning cash flow because my roommates were helping pay the bills. And on top of that, I was eliminating my one of my largest expenses, which was my um, housing costs. So I wasn't paying for principal interest taxes insurance on the, on the house. And I wasn't paying for the utilities either. My roommates were helping subsidize that. And so that's a really powerful strategy for people starting off in real estate and they're like trying to figure out how do I get a roof over my, over my head and get an investment property? Make that first roof over your head your investment property. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my brother does the, the exact same thing and he's, he's been doing it for years and, and he loves it. Um, he's a single guy and, and uh, pays his house, allows him to uh, afford a living uh, on a teacher's salary um, that he, that he wants. Um, so let's talk about your, your, uh, what role do you believe continuing education and learning play in your long-term success? Because you talked a little bit about it, but I'd like you to kind of expand a little bit on that. Yeah. So, you know, when I think of as far as long-term success, I'm constantly asking myself three questions, you know, every, you know, six to 12 months. And quite frankly, I wish I learned these questions so much earlier in my investing career. And that is, and, and it doesn't even have to be related to investing. It can be your actual like day job, like whatever it is you're trying to tackle in life. Like, what do I want? Why do I want it? And then who do I have to become to get it? And so that who do I have to become to get it really leads into personal development. And I, I'm thinking in terms of my mindset, like am I you know, uh, you know, if I'm tackling something around my health or personal relationships, am I in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? What do I need to change here? How do I need to level up? Um, what type of skills do I need to acquire? Do I have all the skills, in my tools and my tool belt, so to speak, to actually take the next step in this evolution to level up in this area? And then who do I need in my world? What do I have the right connections? 
Um, how can I leverage the current connections that I have? And sometimes you can leverage your connections to bring a who that has the skill into your world to help you level up. So a lot of that is identifying what you need and then focusing on those specific areas. Do you have any personal habits or routines that you find that contribute to your productivity and success? Oh man, I have spreadsheets galore. And quite frankly, I drive like everybody else in my family nuts because I have everything <laughs> on spreadsheets. So um, <laughs> and I, we have a weekly meeting called a life and money meeting and uh, everything's like on spreadsheet. My, my husband was like, I don't even bring an agenda anymore because I know she has everything written down. <laughs> so, um, but for me, that's just how I think. Um, you know, I, I also u- utilize Asana, you know, which can be kind of like a spreadsheet, but you can delegate and monitor things. But um, these little, I think the big hack is here is, you know, especially if you have a spouse and even if you don't have a spouse, you know, have a recurring appointment for yourself. That way you're constantly monitoring what it is you're, you should be doing for the next week or two weeks or month in these particular areas of life that you want to focus on. So we break it down for our, my husband and I, what do we want to do with our health? What do we want to do with our relationships? Okay. How do we want to call And there's our relationship with ourselves, there's a relationship we have with each other, relationship we have with our family, and then also the relationships we have with our family and friends. Okay, um, you know, what do we need to do with our horizontal income, you know, our passive income, you know, do we need to reposition assets, acquire a new asset, what do we need to do there? Um, and then what do we want need to do with our vertical income, the things that we still, you know, have an active involvement in our trading time for money, we have several businesses that we manage. And then how do we want to give back? And also the fun part, those adventures that we want to take, um, you know, what is that one big adventure we want to do together um, for the year, the big thing that we're working towards, but also how can we, you know, intersperse some you know, little mini adventures throughout the year and stay connected, not only with each other, but also with our family and friends. So yeah. that's probably one of the biggest hacks is having that regular meeting and having that framework, that structure, that way we're constantly looking at not just the goals and the to-dos, but making sure that we're constantly asking ourselves, are do are we generating the right emotion here? And I think so many people get attached to the the checking the goal off, like, you know, in the case of horizontal income. Are we getting closer to that 15k a month or 25 or 35k a month? But it's really what does that 35k a month give you? That feeling, and that again, that kind of goes back to that north star. We're constantly asking ourselves, are we on the right path for the emotion we want to feel? Yeah, I, I love the the fact that you're looking at things in a balanced perspective, right? So you're considering everything to ensure balance in your life, and that you're truly living the life that you want to. Instead of focusing on just one really specific area, and then you can end up losing some of those other areas. And then the other thing I I really enjoy that you talked about is you bring your kids and your whole family involved with that. And I I don't know if you, did you have that growing up? Did your parents talk about money and stuff? Right. Mine didn't either. And and what I'm guessing you might've found the same thing is when things are in the dark, when they're hidden away, when they're not exposed or talked about, there's typically a problem there, right? Did you experience that similar with your parents growing up? Well, I mean, I have to give my parents a little bit of grace because they didn't know what they didn't know. 
And so if you don't have good money skills, if you don't have the good financial education or even the capacity to execute on that, um, how, how are you expected to train your kids, you know, train the next generation to have those skills? And so I have to give them grace. And so um, I, all I knew by watching my parents, um, you know, my father, you know, was the CEO, or sorry, a VP, you know, very high up of a, um, you know, oil supply company. I mean, the money should not have been an issue, yet they lived almost paycheck to paycheck. You know, there's so many things that I learned from my parents. And I, the biggest thing and what I can thank them for is that I knew I didn't want to do that. I knew I, there had to be a different way and I didn't want to repeat that. But that meant I had to do a, a ton of personal development and seek out my own process and my own path. Now, you know, for me, I am very, you know, go, I'm very driven. I'm very action oriented. You know, operations is like my jam. I love, you know, figuring out a problem and figuring out how to solve it and then change course. For me, being in a relationship with my husband, I found that I could really railroad him sometimes. <laughs> like, if he's not like, you know, you know, running alongside with me, I'll just be like, I'll go get it done myself. And then, but that didn't really work. I had to figure out how to work with that in the terms of a relationship, within terms of a family, and quite frankly, like, you know, understand what what it is that I truly wanted. And so the process we came up with is um, understanding what experiences, you know, if you talk about happiness. Okay. And I call this the value-based exercise and money for tomorrow, you know, get a sheet of paper out, you know, the three big things that are going to make you happy are going to be like experiences you have the growth or momentum you're creating in your own life. And then how you're giving back. And so we sit down and, you know, if you guys could see on my wall behind me, um, I have that laid out. So we do it, you know, with our family and I do it for myself. My husband does it for himself. My daughter does it for herself. What experiences do we want to have? How do we want to grow? Um, is there a book or a class or a skill we want to learn? Um, and then like, how do we want to give back of our time, our money and ourselves? And some of those things overlap. And then quite frankly, a lot of them don't, but it gives it gives everybody a voice to, to be fulfilled within the relationship. Like one thing that my husband wants to do, he wants to go to the Super Bowl. I have no desire, guys. <laughs> I know it may sound crazy, I have no desire going there. He wants to go visit Fenway Park. I have no desire, but I know like if we have the opportunity, that is something that is going to fill his cup and help make him happy. We're going to make those things happen. And then when we're trying to find those big adventures that I talked about, what we look across those sheets and, you know, figure out like, is there something in common that we all want to go do? Like we all want to go to Glacier National Park. That is on our bucket list for the summer. Yeah. So you are enjoying life and you're playing it like a game. I bet you are just disgusting people right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, why are you enjoying life so much? You're playing it like it's a video game or a board game, but well, life doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard, right? It can be exciting. It can be adventurous. It can be something that you bring your family around. And so we kind of teased about it a little bit early on, but what do you believe are some of the common misconceptions about wealth? Well, for one, I think people think wealth is just like how much dollars and you know, how much net worth that you have in the bank, you know? Um, and for me, I define wealth very differently. And I think having that definition of wealth, making sure you have it defined appropriately for you is the epitome of understanding if you're going to win the wealth game. 
right? Because, you know, every game has its own objective, its own rules and its own strategies in order to win. And so if you don't have the right objective, you're not going to make it. If it's all about dollars in the bank, you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to be chasing that next dollar. And so for me, the way I define wealth and the way I quite frankly learned from other people to define wealth is, you know, to be able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want. Now for generational wealth, I need to be able to teach the next generation to do the same. It's not about passing the money on. I need to make sure that they can be good stewards and have those skills to recreate it for themselves. That's how I'm going to perpetuate generational wealth. Once I locked in on that, it didn't, it, I, I was off the hook for creating, you know, a $15 billion, you know, real estate portfolio. Then it became about like, okay, what do I need cash flow wise coming in to do what I want, when I want, with who I want? You know, for some people, that's going to be like $10,000, $15,000 a month. For other people, it's going to be $100,000 a month, right? But that's the thing is it can be so personal. And so that that's where the real fun gets to be had is because now you understand where the end line is. You can define where you're starting. You know where the end line is and you can always bump out the goal. You can continue building, you know, bumping it out, but it gives you focus. It gives you a place to arrive to. Absolutely. Do you find yourself getting comfortable? Oh, I love that question. Um, I am not one that is comfortable if I'm, you know, for me, I'm all about growth. And so I actually get very uncomfortable when I'm not learning and growing and taking the next step. And for me, that's actually kind of, you know, been a little bit of a challenge for, for me, um, you know, over the past few years, it's been a journey. Let me put it that way, because, you know, I originally was focused on that number, like, um, you know, I got us to, you know, $20,000 a month in income. And then I was like, do we need 20? No, we need 25. Got us to 25. Is 25 okay? No, we need 30. And I was constantly moving that bar for us. And um, it was really when I landed on like, what is the emotion that I want to feel? And what dollar amount will help me feel that emotion? That's when I started understanding what fulfillment is. Now it allowed me to turn my focus away from just, you know, creating, you know, scaling a portfolio that was all about money to really stepping into these other areas of my life. Like, you know, the past two years, I've been able to focus more on my health. My daughter's schooling from home. That's been such a blessing for us, you know, since COVID. Um, because it allows us to travel more. So I, it allows me to free up other energy and other kind of, you know, areas of life in order to develop them. Yeah. And, and areas like writing your book as well. Um, that was not comfortable. <laughs> Is this something that's a bit of a challenge for you or just something you, know, you don't like, you don't like writing or what, what part of it was, was a challenge for you? It was, you know, I tend to have a ready fire aim type of mentality. Okay. And so when I agreed to write the book, I didn't know what I didn't know. I thought writing the book was going to be the easy part. And it is not. Um, and actually, sorry, I thought, you know, getting the book, delivering the manuscript, I was done. And that actually the work had just begun. Right? <laughs> when you write a book, especially when you're working with an editor, now you all of a sudden have, you know, different phases of copywriting that are coming into play. And then you got the end editing. Then are the, are the graphics working? Like how does the title working? And all these other things that I just didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so it was a very, uh, 
uncomfortable process that it, quite frankly allowed me to grow immensely over the you know, course of the past uh, 507 days in order to get wow. to Well, congratulations on, on the publishing of your book. What type of legacy do you hope to leave? Uh, one of financial capacity. That's really, and really, you know, helping people understand, including my own family, my own daughter, that, you know, the financial education is out there. You Everything that's, you know, in Money for Tomorrow, it, you can find it in a book, in a presentation, in a blog post, but I wanted people to have a blueprint that they could actually execute on, that they knew that they had the 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 right steps in the right order and because when you have a blueprint when you have a recipe when you have a set of directions and it, it removes cognitive dissonance you you're not in your own way you just know you can execute people are going to make their own mistakes but my impact that what i wanted to put out there into the world is give to give people a blueprint to say hey here's that here's a plan to create wealth May I even indicate generational wealth for yourself? Um, and you're going to figure out your own areas, your own obstacles. You're going to make your own mistakes. But here are the things that I did that you don't have to figure out. I got the puzzle pieces in order for you. And, you know, you can now take it and move forward and, you know, add to it and grow grow with it. How much you believe it is just mindset? So they have the playbook, they have it, but how much of it is still the belief or the mindset and do you have any advice for people that are like, yeah, that's great for you, but, and then follow with whatever the reason is? Well, I mean, I coach people all the time in this area and I think people struggle um, with a couple of different things. One, you know, they look at the plan, they go, oh, this is all I have to do. Certainly there has to be something more to this. It has to be more complicated than this. Um, so I have that type of mentality. People are like, oh, it has to be more complicated. There has to be more. I'm going to go figure that out. Right. Instead of just like, you know, taking the plan that's right there in front of them. And then I think a lot of people get, um, you know, you know, little, you know, off track with how they spend their time. They don't manage their time, you know, uh, in a way that puts themselves first. Right. Um, you know, I have a couple of coaching clients right now. Um, you know, I, I had to sit down with one of them yesterday, you know, we know what she needs to do in order to purchase her next property. Yes. She was doing all these other things first. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. You're telling me the next step that you have to take is to talk to your lender to figure out how much you can afford. Like, why are we doing your business taxes? Like they're not due until October. You know, so really, you know, queuing up things in the right order, you know, people get distracted and it's easier for people to keep, um, you know, uh, appointments, responsibilities for other people. But when they try to do it for themselves, it almost feels like, you know, they're, they're guilty, like for spending time on themselves. So, you know, I really try to help people like, you know, understand that, no, this is you putting your oxygen mask on. You know, like if you're on the plane, I just flew with my daughter over the weekend and I, you know, every stewardess was like, you put your, your, your oxygen mask off first and then her. And I'm like, yep, I got it. Like we got to learn to, you know, do that first for ourselves, especially whenever we're kind of tackling something that is new and uncomfortable and is making us stretch and develop. Absolutely. So for our listeners that are listening and how do they get in touch with you? How do they connect? How do they learn more about your work? 
yes, if you are intrigued about the book and you want to you know, pick it up, which I'm, I think every person should have this. This is the education we all should have gotten in high school about how to create wealth. Um, you can go to biggerpockets.com forward slash money for tomorrow. That's where you can pick up the book. You can find me at ashwealth.com, A-S-H wealth.com. And uh, yeah, let's have a conversation on how you know we can get you to the next level. Absolutely. If you want to learn a step-by-step way of not only building wealth, but generational wealth and freedom for yourself and your family, check out her book. I think it was an amazing book. Thank you so much for joining us today, Whitney. And again, that's Money for Tomorrow. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Successes Podcast.